0: Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead, Skeeter. We've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. We are footy Footycast live from Backchat Studios. we got one more in before Skeeter's off to Lord of the Ashes. Skeeter, how are you, mate? <laughs> Lord of the Ashes. Uh, yeah, Lords, Lord, and the ashes. Yeah, Lord's
1: and the Ashes. Lord's and the Ashes. Very well, though. Are you packed? Uh, I, I have got my suitcase uh, sort of packed, yes. It, uh, what do you yeah. sound like that for? Well, it's just... Yeah, you know, i you I've, packed your bags. No, well, my wife has has sort of put in there what she thinks I might need for uh, a week of uh, London tourist. <laughs> your work.
0: <old> wife has <laughs> packed your bag for you.
1: I didn't ask her to, but she doesn't trust my uh, ability to put frigging boxer shorts and and shirts and jeans in a uh, well, Five year
0: old Nash <laughs> right, goes
1: to school every day, packs his own bag. I didn't ask for it, Scully, but that's just life. Um, no, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but it's cold here, very cold. Uh, it's even colder at Mineral Resources Park. Uh, as we speak and I would like to say I I knew you were away interstate I didn't realise that you had the uh, I wouldn't say the pleasure but you had the chance to watch this car crash out of a football game unfold before you in Sydney so uh, it's a big talking point it's obviously we're having
0: a bit of a laugh about it, but uh, these are these are serious times for your uh, your footy club. We're going to get into that in just a second, Skeeter. A uh, few things to get through as usual today. Thirsty Camel Clanger of the week, I reckon. I know which game that is coming <laughs> in. Uh, YouTube, uh, follow us over there at Backchat Studios. Uh, froth Town, uh, what we froth, so we need Clanger of the week, and we also need Froth Town, Skeeter. So we can do that. What well, we're frothing, it's not going to be West Coast. I'll just give you the hot Nothing tip. Nothing, frothing in West Coast, Unfrothed. It's flat beer <laughs> It's to shite. send it back, change the keg out, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, a big announcement, though, off the top of the show, Skeeter. This Thursday, 6.30 p.m., down at the Gate Bar and Bistro yes, in Coburn, been there. beers with Backchat. Now, I know this is a Shelter Footy cast, but it's very relevant because Backchat has just released a beer oh. with Shelter, if you, you don't mind. You're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> the Backchat Ale, brewed for Backman, I've tasted it, Skeeter. It's very good. Was it miserly,
1: surly... What's miserly? Isn't uh, my, it?
0: That's like that's like under, yeah, under perform No,
1: miserly is someone like a Dower. Bit like, yeah, Dower. Yeah. Right. So yeah, very doesn't give away much.
0: I would say no. Nah, it's just a it's just an everyday just just get the job done type of beer. That's what it is, right? So it's a it's a backchat ale. We're releasing that this Thursday. We'll be down there. Skeeter can't make it. We couldn't fly him back from London <laughs> just for six thirty p.m. at the Gate Bar and Bistro. Free entry. Come and hang out with us. Uh, come and have a taste of the backchat ale beers with backchat down there at the Gate Bar and Bistro in Coburn uh, Skeeter let's get into some big moments of the round I think there's only one to talk about West Coast historic 171 point loss to the Sydney Swans I'll start with one positive and it's not in West Coast uh, camp uh, QBA major sponsor of the Sydney Swans yeah, I heard about this <laughs> so uh, they pick one game a year where they're going to donate money for, every to, goal? for charity and they donate $3,000 for every goal I reckon they've rocked up QBE going might kick 10 12 maybe 15 on a good day how they kick? They kick over thirty. Thirty-one. <laughs> so whatever charity they're supporting, they've copped their fair whack. There's a positive for you. Uh, not much else to cover other than that, Skater. I was there. So, so that that brings a question. You were there, and we, we watch
1: a lot of footy on TV. Did you get a, a better sense of where this team is at by by watching it live? Uh, and we've seen horrendous performances at home. But this is next level.
0: Mm. Sort of interesting. Um, yeah, it is obviously next level. I've been thinking about it since it happened. You know, how do you discuss it? What what's the what's the take on it? Because in the end, um, one hand, it's the same old shit, right? We've we've known they're a poor side. This is the fourth time they've lost over a hundred points this year. Fifth, mate. I don't know what it is. Fourth. Uh, so they've been historically bad already. This was just as bad as it gets. Now, we were there with um, a couple of NRL uh, podcasters, the Hello Sport lads. have been across on Backchat. Really good guys. Um, one of them had never been to a game. One had been to one game before. So effectively taking two NRL fans to their first game of AFL, um, it was an interesting dynamic because I was sitting there explaining some, not the rules, they know what AFL is and how it goes, but just the concepts of loose men behind the ball, uh, importance of midfield dominance, um, matchups in the back line in front of us. So we were down Sydney's end for the first quarter. So I was actually probably analysing it more than I usually do. Like usually mm. go down and have a couple of beers and just watch it and oh, this is a bloodbath. But I was really watching the ins and outs of what was going on. Look, to break it down, they are completely pantsed in the middle of the ground. And I speak about it all the time. Not much changes in AFL footy. Um, if you can't win the ball in the middle, Get it going your way. You can't win the ball. You can't transition the foot. Like, it's all the same stuff. I guess what made it the worst was once they couldn't get dominance in the middle, they then could not defend. Like, not even break a 50-50 at anywhere across the ground. It was the contest around the ground. Like, if there was a ball going into the air, Sydney would mark it. If the ball was on the ground, Sydney would win it. If there was a handball receive... There was Sydney players running and no West Coast players. There was just no um, competition for anything across the ground. So usually you see it, midfield dominance, at least you got the back line to hold it together. Well, West Coast, I don't know why. And there are things I won't be able to break down is why all this happened. But it was just a non-show from pretty much the get-go. Like I was talking to the boys and saying, well, this is a this is a bloodbath. Like they caught, they kicked eight goals in the first quarter. You knew in first first fifteen minutes, well thirty seconds, they kicked their first goal. That they walked out of the middle twice in the first two minutes, and I said I said at the time I said this isn't looking good. Tom Hickey was taking clearances at that at that stage. So started badly, got worse, went to horrific.
1: Did something with Ben Cousins uh, on seven last night, and it was just talking about, and he was, you know. Trying to put a,
0: a football slash
1: soccer terminology into it, as in parking the bus. Um, obviously, the six 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 rule doesn't allow you to to do that. But certainly, trying to clog up a bit of the uh, SCG, which is a, a smaller ground, certainly optically, as to whether the Eagles did enough to try and at least stop that bleeding. Hard to see on TV whether they pushed enough numbers back or tried to do
0: that. Um, I, I don't know. Tom Barras was off the ground for a like lot that first half with concussion testing, so they really had no one behind the footy. They, had, you know, in terms of <clears throat> players, and mm. they trying to get you know they tried to start Luke Shuey behind the ball, but he was quickly pulled into the midfield. Elliot Yo, same deal. So you know they're they're two of your best players, and they're sort of half trying to play him behind the footy. That's all. That's all football stuff, right? And you can break the de- game down as you want. Sydney in the end just completely dominate. You know, Isaac Heaney has nine shots on goal. He got um, Angus Sheldrick in his third game of footy. Has five shots on goal. Has thirty. You know, like it's just a complete walkover. So, bar the footy breakdown, where 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 is the West Coast? At? Like, where you know, is it same old, same old? I mean, because that's what. Uh, Chairman Paul Fitzpatrick's basically said in the letter that uh, you know we've got complete faith in Adam Simpson and his group and and the you know football club to rebound and it's the long long haul. Is that still where we're at after this? Performance? Well, you think if you're putting out a statement. Like Paul did
1: yesterday. I mean, you can't come out and if they get beaten by St Kilda by say seventy points, he's not going to lose his job. I, that seems mm. counterproductive if you're going to put that message out and then turn pretty quickly. I mean, there has been a, a small development even this morning, not so much as in affecting the West Coast Eagles, but it has to be discussed. Uh, Damien Harwick in a podcast has come out and said that he, yeah, he said that he's open and, and he misses coaching. So I find it, I find it really. Uh, extraordinary if, if not even in 2024, but in 2025 if, if Harwick's not coaching somewhere. Look, I, I think there's a, an opportunity in 2024. If there's even a small window, there'll be a club that will jump on him. Now, at this stage, being realistic, the West Coast Eagles are the most obvious mm. possibility on that front. So, not saying it's going to happen, but he's quite thought of it, whether this was timed uh, coincidentally that he said, look, I miss it I'd like to coach again. But I don't know if you, your time at the club, whether you have been there where there's been that much pressure on a coach whether it's John Worsfold or whether that the clubs had been forced almost compelled to put out a statement like they did yesterday and and does that mean that in all honesty clubs can turn very quickly that this is means that Adam's going to be coaching at least until the end of this year?
0: Yeah I mean I've been there when John Worsfold you know had to step down as coach so what I remember about that year, we were more competitive in this side. Oh, yeah. So, so Lech, I think he caught a bit of criticism at the time, but he said the 2010 Eagles would beat this team by 10 goals. But he
1: might have undercooked it.
0: I, 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 I would <laughs> happily say that it's probably more than 10 goals. And, you know, you can have a laugh, but we were competitive that year. We, won, we certainly won more than one game, four games maybe, four or five, maybe six games. Have a look at that. Please. But the,
1: the difference so, is, uh, Scully, and you, you'll know off the top of your head, but... At least, I don't know, Reuben Jimby's coming through and Noah Long a bit and Brady Hoff and Bazzo. But your young players coming through in that that period, they, they look to be... You, you could at least see, okay, this is... Could you see it back then that these players were going to be 10,
0: 15-year players? Look, I, when I said earlier on, I didn't know how to break this down. I'm trying to think of all the things that this year and, and, and I've got to go back to the waffle and my time there. and It was a joke when I did it and had a, had a good laugh. But I saw sort of... The, what what these guys are developing in? I really think the development at the West Coast Eagles is in a in big trouble, and we we saw it on the weekend at AFL level that some of the boys are not up to AFL standard, and, and not not even close. Now, gee, I, I I hate having a you know have a go at the players in a, in a way there, but I just don't I don't think you can say they are we lose by one hundred and seventy points. Now you can put it on the senior players, which uh, Paul, Paul, uh, Paul Fitzpatrick has. Put it in a letter, and
1: they've got. They, by the way, they had six premiership players, yeah. to my knowledge, out there on Saturday.
0: So I agree with that. Senior players, it's got to be on them too. So I just, I just don't think there's enough players up to AFL standard. And yes, the injuries, and but I, I really think the development at the Footy Club is is under is in trouble. Now, is that because of the injuries? Yes. Is it because of the way the alignment set up? Yes, it is. Is it the, because of recruiting? Yes, it is. It's all of those things. And there's, there's been a lot of issues raised. And this is a historically bad football club right now. You can't, you can't avoid it. But I think back to my time, how, how did I get better? I was around good players, good senior players that I looked up to and they led and trained well. But I learnt to play in the waffle. Like My first three years, I played 15 games at AFL level and I probably played 40 waffle games. Um, and I lost a lot of games, but I learned how to like compete in the waffle and get better. And and right now, over the last two three years, and that's a huge portion of development for these players. None of these guys have had that opportunity to do that. So that that's where I come full circle to is is, is the development of, of the of the young players. And you're going to see performances like this until you can put time into them. So that's correct as well from the Footy Club. You need time. They get. There's no way to just quick fire this development, but that's where they're fa- that's where they're fa- falling behind.
1: Yeah, and and you said, say leadership when you were there, and I think they've still got the quality. When you think of Luke Shuey, Elliot Yo, Shannon Hearn, Shannon Hearn. Um, they have got that that leadership. Albeit, you know, they're coming to the back end. A couple of those
0: players t- of their careers, it's it is the th- the thing with leadership is skate all those players you know, mentioned and more McGovern Brass mm, yeah. Anui Gaff Ke- um, Darling all these guys, the thing with leadership is you can lead however you like, but if you, don't, if, if you can't put it into practice as a person, it always comes back to the individual. You, you have as many good leaders as you like, but if you, if you don't have someone that can watch and then go, right, this is what I need to do to get like that, then it doesn't, you can lead whatever you like. You can lead a bunch of matchsticks. <laughs> like, you, you, need, you need players to follow, to lead.
1: So, do you think, off the back of what the chairman has said, with regards to need, obviously there's going to be it's going to be changes, a lot of changes at the end of the year, personnel-wise, players off field. Those changes will happen at the end of the season. Obviously, the players will will find out their fate at the end of the season. But do you think they'll wait until the end of the season to make any changes off the field?
0: You can't change the the direction of your club. Well, like you said, uh, if, there's another, year, if there's another if there's another hundred point loss to St Kilda at home, you, you wouldn't think that. Um, you could keep going the way they are. I
1: don't know. We've we've seen, you know, a handful already, and the, the club. I think one of the this is for me, and it's been one of the hallmarks of the footy club the loyalty that the the Eagles show to their own. And I mm. think um, those that have you know been at the club is is admirable, but also I think it could also be one of their weaknesses over the last two or
0: three years. Yeah. maybe that's. No, it's yeah, probably too right. simplistic. But look, look, I think there has to come a point where there's got to be change. Now, is that right now? Look, I've been in the camp for most of the year that uh, moving Simo on is in the right move. Um, has that changed now? That's probably what I'm wrestling with, to be honest. Yeah. Um, whether or not... What's, okay, what's going to be achieved by that? That's the that's question. I would say overall, not just Simo's job, but anyone. Like, what's going to be achieved by a change? Exactly that. What, 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 is it, what does it do? Does well, it? Does what it, it does
1: is, is, is we've seen, seen it so often, um, even with Clarko leaving and Ratton coming in, it's a bit of a sugar hit initially. Mm. Now, whether that's, uh, you know, a Jared Schofield stepping in for the last few matches and, and then they chase Damien Harvick or or one of their assistants gets the job, which seems, you know highly unlikely given the results at the moment. But, yeah, I I, I struggle. I think what it does is it it appeases, you know, a West Coast supporter group, supposed supporter group, is going to try and protest the first quarter uh, against St Kilda. I mean, what a load of crap. I mean, really. Seriously. I understand you're you're upset. uh, You don't want to go to the footy or whatever. But don't say we're going to
0: protest. I mean, that to me is just putrid. I would, to a point, agree. But I would also, to a point, say that I think fans always just want um –
1: they I want, want see honesty. something yeah, yeah
0: they want honesty And they want to see it I, get so I can it. understand The frustration from fans Because you feel like You don't know what's going on And then when you don't see change And your side's just lost By 171 points You want someone to tell you What's going on now Paul Fitzpatrick's statement Was fine It was great It was pretty pretty vanilla If you're a fan 171 point loss You want something you don't, Do you want don't, a head Do you, you want may a head not, No you may not want Someone's head But you want something And that, that letter Was nothing Wasn't it That was nothing that letter to members was nothing. And if you're a member, you're like, well, what's going on? That was lost by 170. What are we doing about it?
1: Mm. And even look, Adam Simpson in his post match press conference, I think he's been stoic and he's, to be fair, he's fronted up, whether it's being with you uh, on a weekly basis with the club. To that this Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Right. Simo. Don't worry. I've, I've been in your shoes and you're oh, thinking, man. okay, how do I word this? Anyway, whether it's 6PR, whether it's doing stuff with 7, whether it's doing stuff with you, Simo's fronted up. But I thought what I saw in the press conference on Saturday was a, a bloke
0: that looked I'm not saying broken, but he he, he looked that was for anger. the first time. No, that was anger. You think anger? Yeah. Well, I, well as I know, Simo, I reckon he was angry and properly, pro, pro, properly angry, angry and showing it. So I think he's lost. I think I think he lost in terms of, of what is next. Probably because, fair enough. Um, uh, higher scoring margin against uh, Sydney's highest scoring scorer in history of their club. Fair, fair chance that you would yep. be lost. No, it's a disaster, but... Uh, West Coast Eagles 2010, four wins. We would have beaten this West Coast side by 20 goals. I reckon that was off the mark. Uh, <laughs> now, let's uh, let's move on, Skeeter. We can break down the game a little bit. Uh, I didn't tip. I did not tip, but I did. I did tip in. I I, I put my you tips through. You know you tipped. I, oh, I absolutely did tip. I'm going have to have a little look as we're going. What well, I did tip, but Skeeter, you got four out of six this week. Well done. Hang did on, you, four out of six? Who did I tip?
1: So you put your roughie anyway, My the one that I, my, my main footy tipping, I got six out of six, just for what it's six worth. Six
0: out of six? I,
1: I, t- I changed my tip on the morning to, to Geelong, and then I changed, I'm not didn't change, I tipped uh, Gold Coast. So, I, I know, got y- three. I know I got more than four, Jane's just trying to stitch me. That's okay, I love it. Okay, very good. No, but I changed Melbourne on the, on the day, because I thought, I saw there was a big betting move on Geelong, so I changed. <laughs> uh, just some uh, Will
0: Schofield, Mark Redding, shot a Footy Cast. Let's quickly go through a couple of the games. Sydney West Coast, one hundred seventy-one point loss. So quickly, a couple, of, a couple of look at the uh, uh, stats here. Three goals, thirty-two touches. Errol Gooden, best on ground performance. Uh, Isaac Heaney, kick five goals. Uh, Logan McDonald, four goals. Amarty, four goals. There's quite a few goals <laughs> <laughs> Kelly hit with fifteen hundred dollars sanction for umpire contact. I'm sure, I'm sure he'd be absolutely wrapped with that. Oh yeah, that'll that'll. Make him feel better. It was the tied for the fourth biggest defeat of all time and biggest defeat since twenty eleven when Geelong beat Melbourne by one hundred and eighty six points. If you remember that day down Kinyua Park, that yeah. was the day when the yeah. yeah. You talking about the Melbourne yeah, Geelong game? Yeah,
1: of course uh, the late Dean Bailey was yep. was sacked only days afterwards. So that was a pivotal moment in,
0: in Melbourne's history. It was a bloodbath, and I was there to see it, and. Um, yeah, it was a pretty good vibe at the ground, actually. Oh, of because it was. Oh, there's no West Coast fans there, and Sydney fans were just gumping bananas.
1: And, you know, Sydney-siders, to be fair, like, there are some genuine footy heads, but a lot of them are just, you know... They're like the boys I was with, a couple
0: of NRL lads just <laughs> having a good time. A good time. Um, let's move on from that game. I think we've done it to dust. <laughs> we've we've done... just absolutely just brushed it, have we? Well, mate, we just went for 15 minutes off the top. What, no, do, you no. want, what do you want me to do? No, I agree. i want me to break it down? Yeah, I'm going to break it down. <laughs> They got absolutely <laughs> fucking ravaged. <laughs> it was a ravaging for Villa post. The like midfield spifflicated. <laughs> spifflicated. Right. So the midfield they got busted in the middle. Like they couldn't win a centre clearance. You can't win a centre clearance. Went forward and they couldn't defend their man. There's a lot of like effort stuff being spoken about in the media. It's probably one of the first times that I'm like, yeah, geez, it just didn't look there. No, I don't M- talk about effort ever. No, what Dave Mundy said looked like they
1: checked out, which is, you know, that's a big call on a, on a group of players.
0: You know, the um, there's like the stat at the moment, like off the buy like team, teams are playing Horrendous. terribly. Does that have any impact? I, I realise it's a 171 point loss, but West Coast coming off the buy, you know, do they come back next week and, you know, potentially it's, it's, just it's refresh the, them a the bit? The
1: numbers, over. by the way, are uncanny in terms of how they're um, not... Favourable to the team coming off the bye, and we saw that against with Melbourne on, on Thursday, etc. There's a, there's a litany of examples. Not sure how, not sure why. I asked Hamish Brayshaw uh, Hammer last week, um,
0: didn't have the answer, but it, it's real, it's definitely real. You, you can't break that game down. I'm sorry, like no. Sydney's not even looking at that. I guarantee huh? I thought we'd move, we on. had, but like Sydney would not look, they would not show vision of that game. John Longmire would not show vision, they'd no. be straight onto whoever they're playing next week, seriously, and West Coast. Not quite sure. I actually spoke to someone that was in the rooms afterwards, and it wasn't a player, it wasn't a coach. Mm -hmm. It was someone that was down there. I said, What was it like in the rooms? And he was like, To be honest, it was, you know, it was, it's about the same as what it's been. Like, we've been done by 100 points a few times, so it wasn't like a a morgue in there. It's amazing. Like, you talk about it's
1: almost become accepted. Whereas Collingwood, I think, in their history, have been beaten by 100 points or more, I think, a total of seven times in their history.
0: And West Coast are at. Four or five this year, Jaden. Have a look, please. Fremantle defeat Essendon, my third two. I can't do it anymore. I was there. I've broken it down. See you later. We're not. We're on to the next game. Freo beat Essendon. Did you pick it? You did. Yeah, obviously. Did, yeah. So three. did I. So did I. Frio were never losing this game, I reckon. Well, they conceded the
1: first two goals, but you're right. After that, they they assumed a fair degree of control. Sean I mean, Sean Darcy back. Sean Darcy back. No, Sam Draper was important. To be fair. Um, Phillips and the ruck was pretty competitive early, but after the, the initial sort of 10 or 15 minutes, Fremantle really started to get their game going, and there's another team that came off the bye, lost two, but they were, they were so bad against the Giants that you expected at home a response of that nature. To. And, and the likes of Brayshaw, outstanding, Sarong, terrific, and, and in many ways, I think, uh, being at the game and calling this young man, and still not convinced about him long term, but gee, I was so happy for him to, to play the best game of footy he has, 32 disposals for Liam Henry.
0: Yeah, he was very good. Look, I played a bit of footy with him at Peel um, a couple of years back, and I really like what I saw. Now, we're going to see some inconsistencies from him. Like, we've seen that already in his career, but I think his upside right in a game like that has him in the team every week. Like, I think you've got to have a player that has upside like that, because these, these guys that aren't consistent you know, aren't Andrew Brayshaw, aren't Caleb Sarong? not everyone is those players. I'm sorry, players get dropped every week. You don't have guys that can perform every week. And I know it's frustrating as fans or as people watching on, but the upside of Liam Henry, the difference he makes to your side, his kicking ability when it's on, He's breaking the lines when it's on. All those things, when they're on, they're better than anyone else in the team.
1: Yeah, he looks he looks really good in space. And that, look, Some clubs, some teams might give him that space that he had on, on Saturday night because, I mean, he was there and Mick Martin, they, they, there was
0: a lot of space for both, both. I'll tell you where he doesn't get space is in the waffle. So you may as well play him, and you're not going to find out unless you keep playing him. They keep dropping him. Mm. So just leave him in there. Yeah, He's exactly. a difference maker.
1: Yeah, and he, what he did on the on the weekend, having interviewed Brendan Cox, is that he, they, he noticed – Coxie that that Liam pushed back into defence to help out. That was for him quite significant. Good. But you're right. Look, he doesn't have to do that every week. 32 touches, but if he can roll out, you know, 20 plus, he does give you that point of difference and, and, and just that little silk. There's some some turnovers he. Produce, which is, I think you said when he's on, he's really good. But you know, that... that's that's
0: guys that um, take the risk; they turn the ball over. Yeah, it's right? like
1: like having you know having a thousand shots yeah. from the three point range. You know, you, you, if you're not shooting them, you're not scoring them.
0: Alex Pierce doesn't turn the ball over because he kicks it fifteen meter sideways. Yeah, right. So he's not a turnover goal. When, but he knows his limitations. Yeah, correct. So when Liam Henry's taking a fifty meter bullet through the middle of the ground, he's going to turn it over, isn't he? But when it hits, it's a goal. Yeah, that that's the risk you take. That's why I think guys like him have to be in the side. Alex Pierce. Speaking of him was challenged last week, and as was the rest of the back line, I think 21 marks inside 50 against GWS isn't good enough. That's not to AFL standard. Alex Pearce keeps Peter, Peter Wright goalless. Yeah, I saw some someone on social media potting him. I'm going, Alex Pearce, seriously, if, if that, that
1: was his job, to keep Peter Wright, right. well, as he did, with a donut next to his name, mm. uh, he won't be playing against the Bulldogs, mind you, uh, Alex Pearce. Um, a... Yeah, what's happened? Well, there was, he was finished the game on the bench, ice on the sort of lower calf, Achilles, well, I'd say calf,
0: didn't he speak afterwards and say that it wasn't an injury sub?
1: well he did yeah they said it was tactical which i yeah that might be the case but anyway i might be wrong but i don't see too many players finish the game with ice on a on their leg and then play the next week but i might be wrong right
0: okay you very often not uh jackson three goals he was very good
1: yeah he he spent most of his time forward and that was that was interesting and he he went through a little phase where he, he was Getting his hands on the footy, not taking the mark. But no, I think I think we're watching the evolution of a really good player, and and the, the Dockers Dockers know what they're getting. It's just a question of how much time he stays forward, and with Darcy in the ruck, I think probably that's that's the better
0: angle. But by all means, use him. I mean, Tracy played some time in the ruck as well. So the entire. Um... Game for mine is off the back of Sean Darcy being back in the side. I mean, it just shows how important he is. It means Jackson goes forward. It means they get midfield dominance. All these things that they've struggled with without him in the side. He's such an important player for them. And the talk about trading him, you may as well trade away your finals um, hopes for the next five years if you trade him. Yeah, I mean, you can certainly trade other players. Jackson's not a number one Ruckman. No, no, he's he's not. not. No, he's not. He doesn't need to be
1: when he... No, and so you trade away Darcy with just Jackson and then you have got no, no it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if Darcy wants to go then then you then you have to obviously juggle the the balls in the air but no, I think you're right. There's still a chance for because Fremantle, let's be honest, they, they need to keep their list um broadening their list because it's it's at the moment it's still not yeah. going to take them where they need to go, but uh Darcy you're right. I think once he came back into the side Draper missed um Essendon, I was a shade disappointed with him because I I've thought they, they they've had some really good footy this year played some good footy but again they're coming off the bye and uh, they get rolled uh,
0: thank god the byes are done now uh Matty Johnson played one of his better games I thought for the club as well Good to see him playing well uh West Coast four 100 point losses uh only 14 100 point losses of all time for West Coast is, is that right mm. We've only had point losses who West Coast so West Coast have West Coast have had 1,400-point losses. That's well, quite that's a that's a lot. And so Collingwood's had seven in there. Collingwood has had seven 100-point <laughs> losses in their, uh, uh, their last was in 2005. So anyway, that's how it goes. I'm sick, I'm sick of talking about West Coast. Have to, I've got every media organization in the world screaming out for some opinions. Listen to the Shelter Footycast. Uh Will Schofield, Mark Readings. Uh, Geelong defeat Melbourne by fifteen. Skater, this was a good one. Watched every minute of this um, Thursday night footy uh, down at the Cattery. It was tight scores level. Melbourne may even be in front at three quarter time. They were. It was a bit of a finals like game for mine. Both two sides going at it, but when when it really came to it in that last quarter, Geelong Geelong lifted absolutely, and they they put a put a few goals on Melbourne in the blink of an eye and, and the game was
1: done and dusted and Gary Rowan we, we know what happened early in the game with him and and Jeremy Cameron
0: he was the, the villain who turned into the hero and he, he kicked I think three goals yeah um, it was an interesting one wasn't it the, the huge hit on Cameron saw it when it happened um, he'll miss next week as well with concussion protocol but it was always going to be interesting to see how Gary Rowan responded I think it's been pretty publicly Followed that he can be in and out of games, both physically and mentally, and it was going to be one of those ones. Would he just fade out? But it looked like he stepped up. Like it's not something that you ever plan for injuring it. You know, probably injuring your best player in a freak accident. But he probably felt some responsibility to you know cover those goals. Yeah, of course. And he was uh, visibly upset afterwards. I think uh, one of his teammates, Tom Stewart,
1: uh, Tom Stewart, went up and and consoled him. Uh, what What I liked about Geelong. Was though you know it was tailor made for for them in many ways at the Catteries bit yeah. wet and 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 Melbourne have, have you know they've they've beaten them four of the past five matches leading to that game. The interesting point I'd like to make is the Grundy Gorn mix and how how that's going and, and and Max. Look, I'm not saying he's he's been poor, but just
0: doesn't. I don't know if he's playing as as well as what we know he can. Oh. Well, he doesn't get the dominance in the ruck like we've known him to. And he also missed a chunk with injury there as well. So With a knee, yeah. You know, I think you've got a little bit of space to come back from there. But but, but Gorn's been a dominating ruckman. He's in the similar mould to Sean Darcy. He wears his opponents down. And when you come in and out of the ruck like he has to with a Grundy, because Gorn Grundy isn't Darcy Jackson. It's a different combo. Like, Darcy and Jackson are different players. Gorn and Grundy are pretty similar. Mm. And it was going to be a question coming into this year how they'd go. Look, yeah, I just think it's it's risky taking your best player who's Max Gorn. Now, Oliver and Petrarca, of course, may. Um, but most important player, if you take a Gorn from dominating games and, and hope for the best with Gorn Grundy, yeah, I, I thought it was always going to be risky. Now, is that why they're losing? Probably not. There's a lot more factors. Well, they
1: beat with the start price. So, correct. So the good is very good, but... By the same time, but look, Petrarca,
0: in Oliver's absence, still, I think, you know, ca- carried the load. What did you recently. think of the Tom Stewart uh, pushing over Jack Viney <laughs> incident? It, it, did he get a fine? Was he it got 15, a fine. dollars $1, 1500 I hope it wasn't 15000
1: 1500 Yeah. Um, I Fair. Oh, well, it's, it's, isn't that what the AFL. Is trying to just keep everything it was a little bit.
0: It was a little bit of nothing.
1: Well, that's that? what I'm saying. It, it's 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 minor Well, the same. Well, we'll get to the Mason Cox incident, but yeah, I think there's there's probably an argument that he he gets a fine because of the current climate. That that's about all that can be said. My concern for Melbourne just briefly is it, Ben Brown obviously hasn't been in favour for a while. They're not kicking a score, and mm. I'm not saying you have to kick a, a score to to win in September, but gee, I um, mean, look at Port Adelaide and Collingwood and what they are able to produce generally. Um, I've got concerns about their
0: forward line again, Melbourne. Yeah, I mean, Van Ruyen's a good player, but if you're coming up to match up against them and he's their best tall, you put your best defender on him. And I think as a young player, you're going to struggle against the best mm. defenders in the comp. If you have a Ben Brown there and you get the second best defender, that's when he starts to really shine. So it'd be good to have uh, someone to take the gloss off him, because I think he can be a really important good player. I think that's what they'd be thinking at uh, Match Committee. Can we get someone in to help support him? Um, Brisbane defeats St Kilda by 28, uh, away from the Gabba. Of course I didn't pick them up. I mean, why would you? It's the first time they've won away from the Gabba in 10 years. No, well, the Marvel Stadium record, pretty good going to
1: be fair. The MCG is uh, horrendous, but the Marvel Stadium, they, they play under the roof pretty well. And to be honest, they... they I mean, St Kilda kicked the first goal, but Brisbane, I think, dominated the game. I don't think there's any, any questions here. And, this and one was Spud's game. It was a pretty special
0: start for yeah, the game.
1: Yeah, I saw that, and uh, Anita Frawley spoke on the big screen, and there was uh, lots of goodwill about, you know, obviously the, the charity and the foundation that they've got set up for under Spud's name. But the, on field, I thought that the Lions... I mean, I saw Joey Danaher get hold of the footy early, and he, he looked, looked on. One. Yeah, he looked on. I thought if he's on, then Brisbane, I think, are going to be... Okay, tonight. So, off the
0: back of that, um, Hip, Hipwood was sizzling as well. He yep. kicked four goals. He was involved in an incident with Lamb Stoker. Stoker. Um, oh, I thought it was staging by Hipwood. Um, said it on Twitter. When I saw it happen, I've seen it again. His head didn't hit the ground. So I hope he didn't get done – he didn't get reported to Liam Stocker. Seriously. Um, you got to get that out of the game and out of, hit, out of Hitwood's game especially. I've but seen there is some simulation before. I've seen well, with players. Yeah,
1: don't like it at all. Either their head's not hitting the, the deck, but they are sort of indicating that. And the umpires straight oh, away. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah generally stopping play on that basis. I don't like that at all. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, – who was it? Who's St Kilda's big um, Ron Marshall? Who talking no, about? No, no, big key forward Max King. King. He he got reported on the spot for striking, and he missed the bloke. Did you see that? He he got reported on the spot for striking, and he's absolutely missed him. There was a couple of stinkers <laughs> there from the umpires. Hopefully, neither of those players was reported or cited. Uh, I think we can move on. Scared of Brisbane with the best side, they win. Uh, uh, did St Kilda still make the finals. Uh,
1: yes. They've got the Eagles this week, so... <laughs> no. do, do they win that game? Well, they've, they've got... Yeah, so, but they, they've, they've certainly fallen away. And, and you know what? The funny thing was, is that going into that game, oh, from memory, I read it out last year, they had used 28 players during the season. The reason that's extraordinary, I think, is because they had so many injuries at the start of the year, but they've, they haven't used a, a big bulk of their list, so... Yeah, I would have thought you would have thought Securita would have improved as, as their reinforcements came, but they've actually tailed off a bit. But um, maybe Ross's the list, list that Ross has isn't. Let's be honest, we don't think it's
0: you know no, it's not, elite. It's but, not deep, but I feel like that's a Ross Lyon trait is to have like have his guys and yeah. he kind of backs them in and backs. Yeah, possibly. I feel like that was the case at Frio. Um, Maybe not, but 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 as players become more available, they get them back into the side. Collingwood defeat Adelaide by two points, the game of the round. Um, the Magpies march time. It was a bit of an up-and-down game, wasn't it? There was, some, there was some leads eaten back by both sides. Collingwood jumped to a big lead. Adelaide... Momentum. Got them back. Adelaide, took third the lead. quarter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, seven consecutive goals, I think it
1: was. Yep. They led by 13 at three-quarter time. Um, didn't see much of this game because I was uh, at the waffle, but it was... It was a match where it was beautifully set up at three-quarter time uh, because we know what Collingwood could for do. Collingwood. <laughs> for Yeah, well, even for Adelaide's thinking, okay, we were, remember they were beaten at the Adelaide Oval by Collingwood, similar circumstances. Yeah. They sort of year and 13 points up. It's almost as if Craig McRae, they had such a bad third quarter, able to turn the switch on. And of course, they, they get across the line. Not by much. I mean, Tex Walker gave them a shot late with a mark and then goal. He just kicked 43 for the season, which puts him at the top of the Coleman medal.
0: Tex Walker was one of my toughest opponents through my career, so it doesn't surprise me. He's playing in a side that's playing really attacking, aggressive footy. I mean, Adelaide, I think that's probably why they're a good matchup for Collingwood. They're playing a similar... It's different. I think Collingwood actually play a more risky brand of footy than Adelaide. Adelaide... You know, just from from footy eye, look like they're playing aggressive and attacking, but they can go to a bit more of a defensive mode. Whereas Collingwood, it just feels like you have to be on them all the time because they're just going to keep coming. Whereas Adelaide, a little bit more in and out with their you know aggression and defence. But um, that's why he's going really well. He's playing on a good side. This Adelaide team's a good side. Do they make finals? Same question you'd have against St Kilda and Essendon oh, think, at this I stage. think they're
1: playing better footy. Well, certainly at home, they're, they're a very tough side to beat. Yes. I still like them ahead of ahead uh, uh, of St Kilda uh, and line ball with Essendon I'm, I'm going to give Essendon a chop out for what they produced on Saturday night but yeah the the, the game had a bit of feeling in it Mason Cox uh, your old sparring partner uh, gets but, involved in a bit of a hoo-ha
0: people, people, people hate to play on Mason he's he, he's just big and dopey like most he, he obviously
1: and, chirps a bit
0: chirps a bit Got the swagger, and so if you're a defender and he comes at you, you want to blow him. So that last quarter that was a decent little scuffle, wasn't it? They got the ground. He got ravaged, by the way, Mason. He got ravaged. Uh, he ended up with his shirt up. He had his. He's had his head outside. <laughs> 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 Out of his uh, armhole, oh, um, yeah. but but in the end, like it probably works in Collingwood's favour that that you know lose focus for what you're doing and focus the man, keep going throughout that last quarter a bit and was a bit back and forward. So, um, Keyes got done for ripping his goggles off. Does yeah. So, so the MRO. Well, if um,
1: if Murphy was done Morton. for pulling down, was it Cadman's? Um, pants yeah. at that game at the MCG. Someone that ripped Norton's
0: uh, headband, headband off.
1: off. So you
0: expect there's a, a little little monetary <laughs> penalty. Is that? Is that? Is that you I don't. Mean, well, if you're going to be wearing these, yeah, you know, I I think Mason's is different. It's a medical reason he's wearing it. But if you're wearing a headband, I reckon that's fair game. Unless you're going to staple it to your head. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to run around with a big headband what about I your I goggles? Mean, it's not a tool of the trade. Now, goggles, Like I would say goggles are in the same realm as a mouth guard. You can't just rip someone's mouth guard out. You know, it's it's a bit it's a medical yeah. protection thing. But headbands and ponytail, holding ponytails in and maybe like the Ryan Crowley sweatbands. <laughs> I reckon that's fair game. Yeah,
1: well. Isn't it? Oh, Not in 2023. I don't, I don't think you can, can do I, anything. I was going to say, what can you do? By the way, just, just to finish off our discussion with that, just to show you that how well Collingwood goes. They've won 11 of their last 15 games when trialling. At three quarter time, the most recent example that didn't happen was against Melbourne, but they have been
0: um, they've been elite. That's crazy, yeah, absolutely crazy start. Best side in the competition.
1: Well, I think Port, Port Adelaide, Adelaide deserve to, start to be to move. yeah. I think it's Port and
0: Collingwood, uh, and that's all of that in brief. Oh, there's a, there's a margin. Yeah, Brisbane maybe, but you know what we feel about them away from the Gabba against good sides, um, and they're not going to play every game at the Gabba in finals. Melbourne. Um, you know, they failed against Geelong. But in Geelong, you get the little brief there. Is Geelong kind of... I know they're barely in the eight, but, you know, is Geelong moving? And then they got the, they got the bunch of the upcomers, the ones that have turned it around this year, and Adelaide, St Kilda, Essendon. And none of them are challenging for the best place. Two stand-out sides at the moment. That yeah. can change, but at the moment, Collingwood Port comfortably. Gold Coast defeat Hawks by 67 points, an absolute blockbuster on Sunday afternoon. Uh <laughs> Gold Coast. Look, they stay in the finals, Hunt, and you give them that. Hawks really poor. Probably one of their, I would say, one of their only poor games of the year. They've probably had one, maybe two or three. They lost that first round by a lot. They maybe had another one in there. This was really poor by Hawthorne. Two goalless quarters in amongst it by the Hawks. Uh, Ben King and Jack Lacosha staying to form a pretty uh, decent forward line uh, combination from what I saw. Uh, King kicking two, Lacosha's two as well. They've really got some things to like, Gold Coast, but. Their consistency is something I don't like because we didn't, we haven't seen this all year. No. Well,
1: maybe again, like a couple of the other clubs, that match against Carlton at the MCG, we give them a, a leave pass given they, they were coming off a couple of games in Darwin. But they had 31 scoring shots to nine. And bear in mind... Hawthorne kicked the first two goals yesterday. After the back of that, wow. they kicked three. Wow. So, so those numbers are damning. Sam Mitchell um, said they were in a pretty good space even during the second quarter. Um, look, the margin wasn't wasn't big at all. It was what uh, ten points at, at halftime. But the longer the game went, the class of, of the Suns came to the fore. And look, I know he's going to be missing three weeks, and he, he wouldn't have prevented them um, losing the game. But James Sicily. His absence obviously would have been felt, um, but th- th- this is a this is a side hawthorne. We talk about rebuilding, and we've, you know you look at North Melbourne, West Coast to a, to some degree of what you're expecting from a, a side mm. with the young players. And I think this is the prototype. This is stereotypical of what you would see from a, a team developing. You see some great performances like they did against the Saints, and then some performance like, like this away from home. Sometimes
0: you go and against Port Adelaide, they got toweled up early. Where you go, wow, that's. Uh, you're gonna cop it. Yep. Now we've missed thirsty camel clangers of the week this week. Skater, look. Oh. I, I, mean, oh. I don't. know. Where do you go with the G? You, you, SCG. You've got to. You've got to. You've got to give it to. Uh, where, where do I start with it? Um, I'm trying to think of something a bit quirky. I'm just gonna give it to the West Coast Eagles as a as team, a, as a football club. Thirsty cl- camel clanger of the week. A 171 point loss. The biggest. Is it the biggest losing margin? By the football club? No. Yeah, it might have been. It was certainly Sydney's biggest ever score in their history. Uh don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shelters at Thirsty Camel. Um and that's pretty much where I'll leave it. You're gonna leave it that that's where you you, got something
1: you, you, No, no, I think you're, it's 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 so bad
0: it's uh it's just looking us in the eyeballs. Um What yeah. did you froth, Skeeto? What was your favourite part of the weekend? Froth town, what 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 we frothed on this weekend? August 18 and 19, Claremont Showgrounds. What did you froth? It could be on or off the field, Skeeter. Did you win any bets? I had a decent time on the punt, so that's nice. I'm just
1: ticking along nicely. You know, I'm going to give a froth town moment to a bloke that doesn't play AFL, but he has played one AFL game. Right, Hamish Broshaw? No. He played his 250th game yesterday. His name's Aaron Black. Oh, wow. And credit to him, a very rare sort of milestone, uh, they got rolled West Perth. But uh, I'll give my froth-town moment to seeing Blackie play his 250. He even had T-shirts with his face and name emblazoned on it. So uh, he gets my froth-town moment outside of the AFL. I mean,
0: I'll i he- give my froth-town moment, what we frothed on this weekend. I like the fact that Gary Rowan rebounded uh, after knocking his best player out, absolutely <laughs> smacked him, came back, kicked three goals... And I'll tie into that Tom Stewart grabbing him around and taking him off and saying, mate, it's all right. Clearly knew his teammate, leadership. In fact, as I'm speaking, I'm swapping my Frothtown moment to Tom Stewart for showing some real leadership at the Geelong Cats. And oh, he wins the game by, 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 by knowing his teammates. No, and I like thought
1: you were able to just uh, think on the run and just uh, just ad-libbing your way through Frothtown
0: and our, uh, our clangers of the week. <laughs> Thank you very much, Skeeter. Uh, Will Scoville, Mark Redding, Footy Cast. It was the biggest losing margin in West Coast history. That's what I was searching 204 for. 204 points. They never conceded 200 before. I Lanker. don't believe it. Lanker. Congratulations. Thirsty camel clanger. Uh Jerry writes in. skater lads, can I get your thoughts on the Eagles game plan? <laughs> I just <laughs> spent 40 minutes. I know, see I was wanting to find in new identity, but surely hard contested football and defense needs to be priority number one for the time being. Has he got the game plan completely wrong? I can speak about it if you want. Yeah, well, you have to because uh, I. We, we, well, uh, look, I think at stages you've seen the shifting game plan, and it was kick mark footy, and it was uh, slower ball movement, it was possess the ball, kick long to post, which is uh, you know down the line basically, and dominate through that way. It is now, at least they've tried to uh, with
1: Jaden Hunt being one of those players to try and give yeah, that run. So
0: it's now run, break the lines, try and move it quickly from the back line, take some more risks. Contest the ball, get numbers around the footy and win it. So, when that none of that happens, that's when the questions get asked. So it's like, well, okay, here's the game plan. They're not doing it. Why? That's that's what I have walked away with the biggest question with what well, I saw on the weekend is the why. Hmm. But, and, and then how do you fix it? But the why is the first. And I don't really know. I don't really have an answer because it's too broad for mine. I don't know what you think.
1: But... Well, okay, let me ask you this in brief. Is it game plan that's. Well, we know the game plan's horribly missed. Or are you more concerned about what the
0: players are putting out there in terms of uh, toil? Yeah. Well, it comes off the back of development and getting better in the player realm is what I'm more concerned about. So I think I lean more on that than game plan because, again, through my career, yes, there was patches of game plan, of patches of things that we did from a tactical point of view, but the majority of my career comes, you know, successful sides are built on really basic stuff that everyone does, and the better teams do them well, contested Mm. footy. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the, the little moments, of course, that's where you get your 5%, 1% better, but you still just need to do the basics of footy correctly. And and that's not where West, West Coast aren't doing that. So that's for, that's, for me, that's a development point of view. And that's on the coaches as well. Um, but it's the setup, it's the injuries, it's the waffle, it's the, all of everything, everything, developing players. That's my biggest risk. Um, anyway, uh, hi, gents. Love the podcast. Enjoy listening to the insights and banter after insights. This is a bit of a longer one, so we'll streamline it a little bit. There's been a lot of talk about throwing magnets around the board for West Coast and playing guys in different positions. What do you think of them playing guys in the positions that made their name in before being c- recruited, i.e. put Greg Clark and Connor West on ball, even though both of them are injured, uh, in the gut? So at the stoppages, it feels that for too long, West Coast have been trying to shoehorn talent into positions they aren't suited or capable of. I'll just answer that right now. Um, they're too injured to do that. And they've been playing players out of position. Um, I do like Luke Shuey as a backman. I do like Elliot Yeo as a backman. But they can't win the ball inside. So, so
1: no point having your uh, your best mids who also could be
0: decent. And also... They saw started- did- Jack Petricelli in the back line on the
1: weekend. That's true. Uh, the other, other, oh, Here's another example. Tom Barris started forward against Essendon, I think it was. Mm. They uh, kicked the first three goals. They kicked the first three goals, Essendon. So, therefore, Simo had no choice but to put him back. So, uh, yeah, it's it's difficult to see. Um, and look, I, I, I take the point about Clark and West. My question with Clark and West is: being inside mids at AFL level, are they good enough to uh, be players that you would trust over, over a long period of
0: time? I think this part of the email um, is what we need to speak about. West Coast Waffle, who in the last five to eight years has emerged from their development program into the one. Seems like so many talented juniors make it onto the list only to go backwards when delisted And then they de- listed. Ainsworth, Brander, Watson, Brayshaw, et cetera. Shout out to Hamish Brayshaw. They can't seem to <laughs> develop talent or use uh, or misuse it, uh, particularly when they're established senior players so... Um, uh, well development's uh, the question and, and, Yeah would and, a, and then the, Would a suburban club alignment Help them understand Junior development methods And pathways It would also give them A player development structure To bolster balance The waffle side Yeah the alignment question is,
1: it Still hangs in the air And we're not no closer to it The one that The one that's In the background And we probably Have time At, at a d- Different uh, Shelter footy cast To discuss it Is the, the uh, AFL reserves uh, Competition Now we know that Lots of clubs on the East Coast are involved in the the, yep. the pseudo VFL. Uh, how far away is that? Will that benefit the Eagles if they you know can if they can be part of that? That that's again different to they're still got to produce and develop players. But whether being part of it the the AFL reserves comp can, can but, be, give the Eagles a different change of, of angles, look, I'm not sure.
0: Right now, it's a watch this space, thing for the West Coast Eagles, I'd be very surprised if we don't see a change in the next ten days. And I, I know that Paul Patrick's come out and said that. Um, you got faith in Simo. I, I think there'll be As an some, administrative something will happen. It could be a ministry of coaching, playing. I, I I just would not be surprised. And this is based on no knowledge. I promise. No, no I agree with you. I think there'll be either a retirement, a sacking, a, 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 a quitting, a yep, change. No, no, I. You know what? I would say in the next ten days. I
1: wish I could challenge you, but it just it almost feels like it's it's imminent. <laughs> and when I when I was doing the waffle yesterday, we heard there was a statement coming from Paul Fitzpatrick. Wasn't sure whether it's Going to bad, be ugly. Exactly. But you just feel that that's, that that's almost going to be the, the domino that, that starts this chain of events. And as you say, I, I, I wish I could argue with you, but I think you're going to be on the
0: money somewhere. Shelter XBA X Factor could even be the Backchat um, uh, Ale X Factor, to be honest, given the release of the Backchat Ale Thursday, 6.30pm at the Gate Bar and Bistro. I'll bet the dog and hound in London just getting on the <laughs>
1: Gases we'll have to take a
0: couple of back chat ales over with you. Liam Henry, we're giving oh, it to yes. I was going to say, I, go, I thought I was going to get an input into this, but I didn't. <laughs> but I was going to go Liam Henry anyway. Tell you what, that's it. We'll get those back chat ales over to you, Liam Henry. And we'll see you at the gate Thursday. Skeeter, good luck taking your pre-packed meal. She's done your lunch <laughs> on the way there please. No, you, she has it. I'm flying Emirates tonight. So just uh, dropping into Dubai and then uh, just flying
1: from there. But uh, I want some updates, please. I'll have some... Pims, some pints, I'll have a punt and hopefully some Pommy Poles uh, which are wickets by the way uh, in England and uh, and it's cloudy on Wednesday but not raining, thank Christ for that otherwise I'll have paid a lot of money to go and sit and get drunk in a pub at Lord's but uh, yeah, looking forward, it should be a bit like you going across to watch
0: the, the F1 it's, uh, it's a little sporting bucket list Thank you very much, Skater, have fun, Shelter footy, cast. follow us on Instagram, listen to us as a podcast, enjoy it